African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, it's 11.08 Central African time. Thank you for joining us uh, uh, this African morning right here on our program. And uh, today we're going to be contextualizing the big issues on the African uh, continent. And uh, we're going to be really uh, delving into also a a very international phenomenon as well, not something that just links uh, to the continent. Uh, We're going to be looking at the future of labor. The World Forum's latest future jobs report has found that COVID-19 has caused the labor market to change faster than it was expected. The research released indicates that what is to be considered the future of work has already arrived. By 2025, we thought automation and a new division of labor between humans and machines will disrupt 85 million jobs globally in medium and large businesses across 15 industries and 26 economies. But the report says there is urgency to reskill the labor force because we've actually moved ahead of time. Well, how do we survive the digital era that we're in? Can we reinvent ourselves, not as machines, but as human beings? Well, some believe the answer lies in being creative in everything you do from the moment you conceptualize an idea to executing it. To help us uh, with this particular uh, conversation, we're joined by Muiwa Masakin, who is an advisory board member of the United Nations World Creativity and Innovation Day. He's also the coordinator of School of Creativity based in Nigeria. We also have Lina Borghiter, who is an entrepreneur, author, color therapist, and creativity teacher. Well, thank you both for giving us your time. Let me start the conversation with you, Muiwa. Thank you for giving us your time. All right. Thank you very much. Look, you know, it's things have changed and uh, the truth is that with COVID-19 it seems like the idea of the fourth industrial revolution became a reality for all of us or in terms of how we had to adapt to the pandemic. Um, how did this fast track um, this uh, idea of living in a digitized world? Well thank you very much for um, having me. And um, another thing I'm, I'm thankful for is because um, I'm practically a, a testimony of what happened during COVID period. Um, I had my business um, mostly physical training, physical training. But when the COVID started, I had to go online. And that was the first time Officially, they'll be having trainings online. Um, let me say this quickly, that it is very, very possible to resist change. But it's not really possible to stop change. It's not possible to stop change, but you can resist change. So immediately I understood that I cannot stop change. I have to accept change. But how do I go about it when the world is going digital? Sure. From the analog analog system to the digital system uh, became um, a, a bit of challenge to me, looking at the environment we find ourselves. Uh, our advanced country might have it 
easier because of the internet network and all this connectivity. Sure. You know, it's better, it's better there. But in a country like us, and I stay not even in the capital of Nigeria, I stay in Jos, the northern part of Nigeria. So we may not have the connectivity as um, um, good as we expect. But I decided to, to adjust and adapt to change using creativity and innovation as um, a leverage mm. to, you know, start I mean, making my business move to the next level. And can I shock you? It's, it's, it's really shocking to you that, that I, my, my, my profit increased by over 300% wow. in the COVID period. Well, that's because an interesting story. And, and digital, um, session, yeah. Sure, we'll come back to some of the innovations that you implemented to fast-track yourself as an entrepreneur and business person and also a professional working in the space of creativity and innovation where you were. Let me come to you, Lean. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of the changes? They seem to be every day now since COVID-19. Um, oh, absolutely. And I think, um, and this is quite interesting, that one of the characteristics of a creative person is flexibility. Sure. Um, <laughs> you have to be able to adapt and to adapt fast. You can't sit in your corner and cry and, and you know, wish for the past. And I think, in a way, it's a very good thing. And I think we all have to learn to be more adaptable and flexible. So even if uh, I, I, I'm, I'm also a mom, so I had to adapt to the to the to the idea of homeschooling. So um, I think one of the things that you can build as a as a tool of resilience is to be become sort of more emotionally intelligent when when it comes to to change. Um, sure. And, and like like um, he said, you have to accept change. There's nothing that you can do about it. So, yo, I think we were all thrust into this whole new world. Um, you and and also the other thing is you have to be open to learning. Mm. You have to be open to say, you know what, I don't know how to present online, but I'm going to learn how to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then just do it and practice it. Absolutely. Um, how did things change for you? I, I see here that you are a teacher, you are a therapist in terms of color, uh, work in arts, in the art space, Lean. Um, but I'm sure some of these things needed you to be hands-on. Um, how did you adapt to the, the social distancing and zooming your efforts into uh, technology? And I'm using that word zooming deliberately <laughs> because Zoom was an everyday thing. Absolutely. And I think in a way, we also a bit zoomed out <laughs> for Zoom fatigue. <laughs> but, but, but what it made me realize is the, the, the importance of, of personal relations and relationships um, and how you can build that online. And especially, I think, if you're more like an introverted type of person, a bit mm. shy and so on, in a way, technology is ideal for you and digital means of communicating is ideal because it sort of like puts a little bit uh, of a distance between between you and the next person or the group. Um, but yeah, I had to adapt to take things online and online very quickly. I had to, had to learn how to present online and how to still make a connection with my client or with a group of, of clients or attendees to my workshop. Um, I had to learn how to new, uh, use new tools not only Zoom, but you know there are teams and all these other things. And you really look into um, what works for you. I think that's very important, yeah. depending on your personality, 
what works for you best in the digital space. Um, thankfully, and um, we have options like um, like either the YouTube space or the podcast space if you just want your voice to be heard. Um, so I also think that radio, what you are doing is amazing in the sense that you can now use radio to educate as well. Mm, absolutely. Um, adapting that way. So sure. finding new and creative ways and looking at things from a different perspective. You know, definitely yeah. the growth mindset thing is, is extremely important now. Absolutely. Let me come back to you, Muyiwa. I mean, tell us a little bit about what you do in, in your business and in, in your space because you work as um, a communicator, a coordinator in the creativity uh, space. Um, tell us a little bit about your life before COVID-19 and how you used, how now the future of your work changed uh, in this COVID-19 era. All right. Thank you very much. Um, my okay, I'm in the trains. I'm I'm actually the leading creative intelligence expert in Africa, mm-hmm. and um, so basically uh, I, I'm into creative intelligence. That's the application of creativity to your work. Mm-hmm. You know, helping you move your work to competence and moving your work from competence to accomplishment. That that's all I do. Helping you to identify um, the problem, a complex problem, and um, to find a solution through creativity, and of course, moving towards innovation. Now, but before COVID, I did, I had 95% of my income, or do I say revenue, from um, training, physical training. Mm-hmm. People should be in attendance, you know. I, I made 95% of my revenue from that. And I, I, I hardly have uh, um, any online training. I, I doubt, I, I mean, zero doubt if I had any time that I had, I had online training that people paid. But when COVID happened, I, I, I knew it was time to move. The work pattern changed, the, the work norms changed, so I had to you know, change also. That's why I said you will find it uh, uh, um, possible to resist change, but you will not find it possible to stop change. Yeah. You couldn't stop the COVID. You couldn't stop the pandemic. It has happened. So you have to say, what should I do? Then I came up with a model, and that's the first time in the history of chain management, which we have, we have models already by Kota and um, other, other models. But I came up with a model that was practicable for me. I used it, and it worked, and I launched it into the world. We call the model the Prague model. P-R-A-A-G, Prague. Prague What's Tell us what it is. Let's sure. Yeah. Uh, me, P means perception. The change could be could look negative, negative, but your perception towards it means a lot mm. because perception is about interpretation. Absolutely. So if COVID came and your interpretation is that it's it's terrible, it's going to take my job, it's going to make me lose money. If that's the interpretation of the pandemic uh, period for you, then you have a wrong perception. So it's going to affect the next R, which is the response. So it's your perception that determines your response. So when COVID came, I had a very good perception of what it can bring to me. I interpreted it as an opportunity to make money and increase my income. That was my own perception. People had a wrong perception, negative perception, and it affected their response. So my response was positive, because if you have a positive perception, it leads you to a positive response. So my response was positive, and the, the perception was positive. So response leads you to the next phase, which is
is adjustment. You begin to adjust. Since you have a good response about what people are running away from, you have the right perception of it, and you're responding towards it positively, then you need to make adjustments, which I quickly made in my own business. And I moved, I, 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 I made it, I got a website online, my name, that's www.muiwakashaki.com. Mm. Then, I, then I started what we call the World Change Summit. I didn't put Absolutely. it in I'm not sure what I, yeah, World Change Summit is an online hub which helps you to manage and facilitate changes using creativity and innovation. I have about 1,600 members all over the world. We have more than half outside Africa, Europe, America, they are members. And I started that. It is not up to a year. It's about 1,600 members where we interact yeah, on yeah. how we manage and facilitate sure. and all that. that. That was perception. That was response for me. That was adjustment for me. But the next thing is adaptation. So yeah. When you have adjusted a long while, you begin to adapt. That this is the new normal. You accept it, you create a space for yourself, and you try to strive within the space that this new normal is bringing your way. So that's adaptation for me. The last one, surprisingly, is very interesting. It's growth. Yeah. All these all these steps leads you to growth. You are evolving. It, it helps you to evolve and you get into the last stage of growth. So I noticed I had a growth in my income, growth in my personal life, growth in everything surrounding me because I followed some suit from the perception to the response to the adjustment to the adaptation and I ended up with good and because I had a positive beginning from a negative situation. Preach, brother. Preach, preach, preach. Well, you are, that that you did for us. Well, let's take a quick break after that inspiring moment that we heard from both of our guests. Very positive insights on how we can adapt to the new normal within the labor market. The World Forum's latest future jobs report has found that COVID-19 has caused us in the labor market to change faster than expected. What can we anticipate in the future as we see a change that is imposed upon us earlier than we had ever anticipated? We'll look at more into this subject matter after our break. Across the globe, every second, there's always a breaking story. What we want to achieve is a healthy and vibrant economy, which can ensure full employment to our people. The government concurs with the views of the Black Economic Empowerment Council report that it is now necessary to make our policies on Black Economic Empowerment more explicit. Last May, I asked constituencies at NETLEC to discuss youth employment incentives. I'm pleased that discussions have been concluded and that agreement has been reached on key principles. We are on an ambitious drive to industrialize, to attract investment, and to create more jobs for the youth of our country. They don't have jobs. Tried looking for a job for it's a year and a half now. The challenges were experience and the, the level of education which I have. Channel Africa. 
Well, you are listening to Channel Africa, South Africa's external service into sub-Saharan Africa. You're listening to us on DSTV channel. That's if you're listening to us on that audio bouquet channel on DSTV. But internationally, you can listen to us from anywhere in the world on our website. That's on www.channelafrica.co.za. We're today speaking to two creatives and they're giving us a way to adapt into the new normal, especially now that we have to adapt to the future of work. Joining us on our program today, we just heard from Muyiwa Faskin, who is uh, an advisory board member of the United Nations World Creativity and Innovation Day. He's also the coordinator of the School of Creativity Nigeria. We have Lean uh, Potchitir, who is an entrepreneur, author, color therapist, and creativity teacher. Lean, I mean, I I learned a whole lot from Muyiwa just when he was talking about his uh, kind of um, um, way of doing things and how he adapted to this particular situation. But what's of interest to me is the way how the, the, the even the work environment has changed. People are not flocking every morning to their offices. They're working in their own homes. And uh, the office space is something that is being debated. Will we get back to uh, that environment of old where we used to all wake up at six o'clock and uh, really go for that morning traffic to get at work at eight o'clock? Things are changing in that space how have you thought about the work environment and what does it mean to you now currently um you know what for me the working it's very important that your physical space the place where you work is conducive to creativity whether you work from your home office store or whether then you are back into the office. I think both are some of the things that need to change to cultivate and foster creativity among people. So for me, um, I am, I'm a great fan and a believer in, in um, how your environment can change and, 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 and enhance your kind of creativity. And one of the things that I think must change, and, and quickly as well, is that we have to sort of, train or teach um, or more creative leaders and creative managers Mm. so that they they know what it means to be creative because we are all creative in our different ways. Um, And they must actually be able to spot that kind of creativity that you have and and up-steer you and teach you and mentor you in that kind of uh, creativity. So I think from a workplace perspective, we need a lot more creative leaders. Absolutely. You know, when you speak about creativity, someone will say, I'm not a musician. I'm not a poet. I'm not a writer. I'm not a guitarist. I'm not, you know, a creative director in any way. And sometimes we've dumbed down this idea of creativity, Lean. And uh, now um, in this space, you have no choice but to get uh, creative. It's just become a norm as well. How you set up your environment is such an important way. And you can only do that through the channel of creativity. But when you talk about creativity, Lean, what are you talking about? Because some people think it's for someone else. If I'm in administration or if I'm in... um, um, I'm a plumber, for instance. I don't need to be creative. Yeah, it's a a very good point that you're making there. And I think for the longest time, we have sort of confused creativity with artistry. 
Creativity sure. is much, much more than making pretty things, you know, or sculpting or writing or drawing sure. or painting. There's so, so much more to it. And I've actually um, sort of created a model of the seven types of creative. So you can be creative with, with, by doing and by making. Yes, absolutely. But you can also be a, an emotional type of creative where you have very high emotional intelligence which, coincidentally, is one of the sort of precursors or, or components of being creatively intelligent. So you can be creative with your emotions. You can also be creative with your ideas. You are a, uh, an idea-a-minute kind of person. And then you get the creative types who are very, like, loving, kind type of people, and they are the people that draw others in um, and are the mentors of this world. So I think the first thing that we need to do is to get let go of this idea that creative means I'm doing beach work over the weekend or I'm doing scrapbooking or whatever kind of hobby that you do. Yeah. There is so, so much more that to, to being creative. Absolutely. Muyua, what are your thoughts around creativity and the workspace and how we have to adapt those environments? Well, um, because I take um, um, a course, which I'm, I'm, I'm a leading um, expert there, that is creative intelligence. That is application of creativity to whatever you do. And it's, it's more um, important at this time, more than ever, to apply creativity to what you do. Even I've got in the broadcasting um, station, you are here, here now, you need um, a, a, a degree of creativity to make what you're doing effective now. Of course, you know that what economic firm said, um, creativity is one of the top three skills yeah, yeah. needed to succeed in this century. So I have a model that I've developed in, uh, on creative intelligence, which will help you. Let me just tell you um, the model. Anybody wrong with this? You, 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 you are safe. Even if we have, I don't pray for another pandemic, we might have some other things, maybe not pandemic, but a disruption in the world system. Mm-hmm. We don't know what comes next, so we need to be prepared. So uh, the, the, the tool or the model, I call it rapid model of creative intelligence. It's going to help you navigate any kind of change, negative, positive disasters, you know, complex problems, wicked problems, Whatever you come uh, comes across your way, Rapid model helps you how, and that is R A P T E D. R means redefine. We need to redefine events that surround our life because the event of the last twenty years is not really going to be of the same consequences in this century. So you need to redefine. There's a need for redefinition. Number two is um, A. You need to ask more questions at this period. Ask questions. Ask people questions. Ask yourself questions. You know, the environment, you need more questions you have. It's going to help you to discover new things, new ways, new approach, new method of doing things. Then the P is pay attention to details. This period, more than ever, you will need to be observant and pay attention to little things because little things might be uh, might be very effective eventually. It might give you, you know, the, the, the way out to some problems yeah. because you pay, you know, uh, good attention to mm-hmm. those details. Then the next one is take risk. You will take risk this period. There's the remote uh, working system. A lot of things happening now in the in the work industry, in the labor market. You will need to take risk essentially at this period. As an entrepreneur, you will need to take some risk. If somebody said take the risk, take the lead. Then the next one is evolve. This period you will go through. I mean, evolving that gradual development. Okay, uh, that 
disappointment, all these negative, so-called negative events makes you to evolve and it helps you in evolving at the spirit. The last one, which is very important, is the thought. The pandemic came as a disruption. And I said in one of the interviews I granted, I said the best way to tackle or to address or to accommodate disruption is you being destructive already. Yeah. So you are ready with the disruption. You are okay. ready. So if you don't get to that, I'm prepared for Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I am so inspired. Lean and Muyiwa, I was meant to be talking to you this morning. I feel like so inspired speaking to both of you and I'm enjoying this conversation. When we come back, I'm going to speak about, you know, not everyone is an, a leader within the work context. Some people are there to, to add and they're there to, to serve and some people are there to to give and offer their skill within the labor market and they might not be uh, people who are going to lead an organization. How do they adapt to this kind of environment? We'll, we'll deal with that question after this break. This is African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Mushatama. It's 11.32 Central African time. Very inspiring conversation today. I'm really, really amped and I think our producers did an amazing job in getting these two fellows and uh, into this conversation and uh, thanks to to them for uh, allowing us to process all this amazing information that we're getting this morning. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more about the future of work. Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We are coming to you from Johannesburg, right here in South Africa. I'm Asanda Beda, your host. Change Your Game, the program that promotes open discussion and social dialogue as we highlight real issues in the African entrepreneurship ecosystem. Trevor Mumba now joins us in studio to talk about his entrepreneurial and personal journey. Welcome to Change Your Game, Trevor. Thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here. Palesa Mukubong, who's a designer. Welcome, Palesa, to Change Your Game. Thank you. Your role at the fourth annual Fashion Without Borders event? I just know that I need to arrive and, and, <laughs> okay. and do my part and do it really, really well. Across the globe, every second, there's always a breaking story. What we want to achieve is a healthy and vibrant economy which can ensure full employment to our people. The government concurs with the views of the Black Economic Empowerment Council report that it is now necessary to make our policies on Black Economic Empowerment more explicit. Last May, I asked constituencies at Netlec to discuss youth employment incentives. I'm pleased that discussion have been concluded and that agreement has been reached on key principles. We are on an ambitious drive to industrialize, to attract investment and to create more jobs for the youth of our country. They don't have jobs. Tried looking for a job for it's a year and a half now. The challenges were experience and the, the level of education which I have. Channel Africa. 
You are listening to Channel Africa. We're having a lovely conversation with our guests today. We're joined by Eileen Bodgeter, uh, entrepreneur, author, color therapist, and creativity teacher. Muiwa Fasaken is an advisory board member of the United Nations World Creativity and Innovation Day. He's also the coordinator of a School of Creativity Nigeria. Both of them helping us really understand where we are, but really motivating in their responses. And I've been kind of chaffed myself, but just how optimistic they are about the current environment that we're in. It hasn't been good times, but I think now we're starting to get that human spirit of saying, hey, let's just get up. Let's get things going. Let's survive this particular moment. Lean, let me come to you because, you know, not everyone is meant to start up a business. Some people are just there to add um, and give their input into an idea. How do they adapt in this particular situation if not all of us are gifted to start a business, uh, for example? Um, that's a very good question. And I think um, it actually boils down to self-leadership. Okay. You know, when you, when you manage yourself, you manage your, your own kind of creativity, you manage your own career, your own job, your own growth. Um, so I think for, for, for people who don't necessarily want to be in those kind of leadership management roles, um, I think it, uh, from a management perspective, we also need a lot of empathy from a leadership perspective because if people are seen and recognized and valued and feel that managers and leaders care for them, I think they just blossom. Mm-hmm. So, but I think uh, if, if you are you just there to add value, I think you should, in a way, define what success means for you. Um, I think we can become very quickly very unhappy and maybe a little bit bitter in a work uh, work environment. Mm. But then it is actually up to you to use your kind of creativity or your self leadership to decide what you want to um, to do next. So there's a lot of I think there's a lot of mindset work that that needs to be done, and whether you do it yourself or whether your company provides for that. But um, so mindset and go into that growth mindset so that you adapt to the changes, even if you don't want to be a manager or a leader, but that you are okay. And I think there's a lot of, I'm, I'm actually saying there's a lot of emotional, mental well-being sort of mixed uh, part of this whole yeah, mix. Absolutely. Well, what are your thoughts? Because not everyone is an entrepreneur. Uh, some people are just employees and they're good at being in that space where they can uh, give their um, assets of thought or their skills into the labor force. Well, well, that, that's a quite, quite good question. Um, I, I believe that the first stage uh, is the interpretation. That's the perception. If you as an um, employee, you get uh, the right interpretation for um, a prevailing situation, mm. it seemingly looks negative. And then uh, you get the right interpretation that I can get opportunities from these seemingly um, negative situations. You will take the advantage of that and uh, move forward positively you know, to and take advantage of that situation. But immediately you don't have the right interpretation, you'll be fighting change, you'll be resisting change. That, that's the truth. You know, I, I'm not sure three years ago you could bring us so you could invite me here, and uh, I'm sure you do most of the things around South Africa. Mm-hmm. But because of this uh, period, the, the, the world has, um, in the 
it's a global village. It's so close. We are so close now to ourselves, you know. So you could say, okay, let's have a call with me from Nigeria. And that is what the pandemic has, the opportunity the pandemic has built us up. So if you have the right perception, like I keep saying, even as an employee, you will find your space. You will create your space. In fact, if you don't find your space, like I usually say, you can create your space. It's mm. not every time you find your space, you create your space. That's why it's creativity. So mm. this period of situation, uh, though it looks negative, it's a period for everyone with the right mindset to either find your own space or create your own space to leverage on and get the expected benefit or desire. Absolutely. We're about to wrap it up. We have five minutes left, and I'm really interested in the young generation. I mean, in, uh, in Africa, we have a huge uh, youth uh, population, Muiwa, and uh, it is uh, that population that we also need to utilize as an asset and not just as a, a deficit that sometimes we are prone to because we are looking at a continent where there's high numbers of youth unemployment and now we starting to have to think about how do we shape our thinking from a young age how do we also support young people to start moving into this uh, creative thinking path uh, well i think the best way is to start early you know from the foundation and uh, we must go through our educational curriculum uh, someone interviewed me from South Africa last week, this Thursday or Friday, and he was talking about the um, educational sector of the African educational sector. Yeah. And um, we, we had a lot of um, we have a, a lot of packets of um, troubles that we identified there. And but the major thing is that you, you start from the start from the nursery. Start teaching, start, start talking about creativity, how you can discover your creativity from nursery, from the primary, from the college, university. We need courses on creative intelligence. I don't think there's any university in Africa presently offering courses on creative intelligence. I know we have in some part of Australia and some other parts, but we don't have. So we should start this kind of courses or subjects early enough so that they, they, they create a kind of mindset, a creative mindset for them while they are still young. So that when they grow up and they are in the university and they're, they're, they're true, they graduate, they don't start looking for a job like every other person. They think of creating their job because they have creativity within them. You know, I said this very clearly. It's one of my quotes that I love so much. I said to be jobless is a choice. To be unemployed is a Decision. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Find that very difficult. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah, because yeah. you don't have this creative mindset. When you say you're jobless, what exactly do you mean? Yeah. You mean there's yeah. no job, whether within you or outside you. When you say you are all, and I'm an economics professor. I used to take economics in the university. So I'm an economics professor. And I know the definition of unemployment. But I think now I've, I've changed that. My mindset is that unemployment is a state of mind. Absolutely. It's not a macroeconomic problem. It's a state of mind. So if the state of mind has been um, um, porous from the primary to the secondary to the university about saying you have to finish and get a job, then there's no way we can help you. But your mindset mm. has been in that state for so long. So when we start from the nursery club, the daycare, the primary school, the secondary school, and the colleges, and the teach creativity at that level, it becomes easy to, to 
to, to find a way out of unemployment. And I think countries should have a ministry of creativity and innovation. That's my recommendation for African countries. Ministry of creativity and innovation and transformation. It's yeah. not the country to solve a lot of problems. Okay. Let me bring Lean in just for a final sentiment. Lean, I mean, you know, we live in a world where robotics and all sorts of new innovations are becoming a reality and are going to replace the labor, uh, you know, that we do on a on a daily basis at times. Um, you know, is this something that we can adapt to in a creative format because we know that uh, next next 10 years i'm sure when you walk into a mcdonald's you just find a machine waiting for you just to put in your your credit card there there won't be someone dishing you out um questions about what flavor of uh, salt you want so those things are changing definitely just your final sentiment on technology versus us the humans you know what um I think we are still, and I hope it will be forever, <laughs> more creative and more clever than the machines. We do, but because we program the machines, and I'm very much interested and in the person. So we need creative people to create the machines and the AI and all of that. Mm. So we still have to look after the person so that they, they can be as creative as ever or as creative as they want to be. And then also, sometimes you sometimes we have to just fight things and say, no, we don't want this. I actually want to talk to a person. You know, it's so frustrating <laughs> when you phone and you talk to a machine. And, and we still have the power. And yeah. I think that's something to remember. Yeah. We have the power. We have the creative power. You know, to, to co-create with life and to also decide, and this is, I like this and all I don't like this. Mm. Um, so it's very important to, 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 and I just want to say something about the entrepreneurship and creative, creative thinking. Mm. We have to start it as early as possible. Where, where even if you don't become an entrepreneur or a leader, but that you have that entrepreneurial mindset mm. and that you can apply anywhere. Absolutely. Well, that's how we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, Lean Porchita. Thank you, Muiwa Fasakin, for giving us this fantastic conversation. I want to be inspired just like you both. I found this uh, conversation really inspiring. So we really thank you for your time. African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of, one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. 